Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Millennial Love. This is the new podcast from The Independent on love, relationships and dating. In our new podcast series, we're going to be discussing topics that we've been writing about throughout the week relating to relationships, celebrity news, modern dating issues and relationships of all kind, be they romantic, between family or friends. My name's Rachel Hosey. My name's Helen Coffey. I'm Olivia Petter. And the first topic we're going to be talking about today is mangagement rings. It may not be a word you're familiar with, but my engagement rings are actually on the rise. And as you may be able to guess, they are engagement rings for men. The idea is that if a woman gets to wear an engagement ring, surely in the name of equality, a man should too. However, opinions are divided. Olivia, what do you make of it? I just think it's a load of rubbish because jewellery, first of all, means something entirely different to a woman than it does to a man. And while I agree that you know, if a woman is getting an engagement ring, then perhaps in order, in terms of equality, a man should then be receiving something as well. But why does it have to be a ring, particularly a diamond ring that, you know, I don't know many men that would want to wear a diamond ring in addition to the wedding ring that they're going to wear anyway. Um, so I just think it's a bit of a waste of time and a waste of money as well. These things are so expensive, like mm. at least two grand for you know, a wedding band, let alone a diamond engagement ring. It should be pointed out, though, actually, that um, engagement rings for men, the ones I've seen, do tend to be quite a lot cheaper than um, ones for women, as in you can get them for under a grand. And they do, you know, they do look different. If you're picturing sort of, you know, a classic engagement ring for women, a fine silver band with a giant diamond on it, if you're, you know, if you like a giant diamond, um, that's not what these engagement rings are. They're actually usually quite chunky silver bands with, you know, one, two or maybe three very small diamonds sort of in the silver. So not sticking out like a giant rock. Um, and I did speak to one man who very proudly wore an engagement ring because he his argument was that if his fiancée gets to wear one, then why shouldn't he? And so she bought it for him, much as he bought the ring for her, and they t went together discussing sizes and, you know, what type of metal and everything they wanted. Um, what do you think, Helen? Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Why not? I think, you know, in terms of equality, as you are saying, the woman gets it, why shouldn't the man get it? But also... More than that, I always feel a little bit like an engagement ring is kind of going, you're mine now. I've branded you woman. You belong to me. The world knows it because of the sparkles coming off your finger. <laughs> and I think, you know, I would like I'd like my boyfriend to be off the market visibly, you know, with a big old ring. Why not? Um, and I just think it kind of goes with that whole, you know, women trying to snare a man and like, look, I got the rock. I've made it. And I think it 
it takes that element out of it a bit. It does seem sexist and you, when you think of it that way. Actually, the fact that women have to have some sort of marker that they're taken and they're no longer, you know, an option for other men. Whereas men, it sort of sounds like, well, actually, they're still free and single and can do whatever they want until they actually tie the knot. And I think a lot, you know, a couple of generations ago, it was a lot less normal for um, you know, men even to wear wedding rings. And that's definitely changed. Like my dad doesn't wear a wedding ring. A lot of, you know, people I know my parents' age, men don't wear wedding rings. And I personally do think they should because otherwise, how are you supposed to know? You know, you might see a really cute guy and, you know, get your flirt on and then, you know, it turns out he's married. It's a bit yeah. orcs. I definitely want my husband to wear, to wear a wedding ring. But not an engagement Just ring. Just not an engagement ring, no. But definitely a wedding ring because I think it, you do want that kind of commitment to one another. And, you know, it's a part of the wedding ceremony, putting the rings on each other. And I do think that that is symbolic of that commitment. And like you said, you know, you don't want them running around a bar having, you know, flirty women running up to them being like, oh, he's got no wedding ring. He must be single. Which people do mm. all the time. Yeah, I always, not anymore because I've <laughs> got a boyfriend. <laughs> but I always used to check out the wedding ring thing. That's the first thing I would do mm-hmm. if I was chatting someone up would literally be like, look down. Okay, good to go. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I... I've had a similar thing where I was um, met this charming man on a train <laughs> and um, he was absolutely delightful and I was thinking, okay, this is going great. And then he was like, yeah, so I've got to go home and put my child to bed tonight. And I was like, okay. And then he was like, yeah, because my wife's away. And I was like, God damn it. Because <laughs> he didn't have a ring on. I didn't know. Obviously then I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> but I think... A lot of people argue as well that the whole idea of my engagement rings is actually just a massive marketing ploy and a way to, you know, get more money from people. Yeah, I mean, they are expensive, even if they are less than a thousand pounds. I was looking on a site at some and they were two grand, three grand, four grand. Yeah, you know, if they've got diamonds all over them, then they're going to be expensive. But like you say, I actually can't imagine many men wearing two rings on their finger a sparkly one and a plain one which after you get married essentially mean the same thing that's very true it's true maybe there should just be no rings before the wedding (laughs) give everyone time to change their mind (laughs) but people i've you know pretty much every woman i know wants to get an engagement ring you know you want that sparkly ring most people anyway. Yeah. No, I do. Even though I don't want my husband to have an engagement ring, I do want an engagement ring. But I don't want a diamond. I would like an emerald. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because I just don't like diamonds. I have something against the silverness. I don't know. I just don't like them. But I like the colour green and it's my birthstone. So I, I like emeralds. I have no idea if they're more expensive or less expensive. They might well be more. <laughs> I definitely want a giant diamond. Note to future husband. <laughs> if you're listening, start saving now. <laughs> And this is why I'm single. <laughs> One very interesting thing about um, these man engagement rings, however, is where it comes to same-sex relationships. Um, a brother of a friend um, is engaged to a man and they both wear engagement rings. Because I think, if you think about it, if a woman proposes to a woman or a man proposes to a man, that the whole idea of the traditional woman wearing engagement ring goes out the window. Yeah. I kind of, I think like it's a good template. Like I, my friends who are married who are lesbians, both one of them did the proposing, but then they both got a ring because the other mm. one was like, "Well, I want a ring as well." Obviously, Handy P. Yeah, right. 
Why shouldn't you? Mm. I guess it comes down to what you want in your relationship. Yeah, and it comes down to the individual as well. Like, you know, regardless of whether you're in a same-sex relationship or not, neither party might want a ring, the woman or the man. You might want, I don't know, a watch or cufflinks or earrings or, you know, doesn't necessarily even have to be jewellery. It could be something else just to mm, mark the pony. token of commitment. It's funny what it... <laughs> pony, sorry. It took me a second, <laughs> took me a second to hear that. We're yes. married. Here's a horse. Yeah, an engagement pony. That's what I would like. Well, you know, hopefully your boyfriend's listening. Mm. Are you listening, Ollie? She wants a pony. Sound like Rook assault. (laughs) (laughs) Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. <laughs> on that note, let's move on to our next topic which is stealthing. Now, stealthing's been in the news a lot recently. If you haven't heard about it, stealthing is a very grim form of sexual assault, really. It is where a man takes off the condom during sex, unbeknownst to whoever he's with, be it a man or a woman. And this has all come to light recently after a study was published earlier this year into the extent of it. Um, And I think it's actually very important that it's, you know, being discussed a lot more because I think for a long time this happened to a lot of women, but they didn't know what it was. They didn't know it was a thing. And so people didn't know how to react. Um, But obviously it, it completely changes. It makes an act of consent into you know, arguably, some people have described it as rape adjacent because actually it does, it comes down to consent and it's penetration without consent. I mean, how would you feel if it happened to you? I'd feel completely violated because like you said, it is, you know, forget rape adjacent, it is rape. When you look at the definition of rape, it's penetration without consent. And that is essentially what is happening if a guy removes the condom without your knowledge and there was that case in um i think there's only been one convicted case of it in switzerland where that um french man was convicted of it and the reasoning behind that was because the woman said you know had i known that he would have removed the condom during sex i would have refused sex with him so you know what about that doesn't classify as a rape yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely and i know rape rape crisis have spoken out to condemn it but it's still quite murky water yeah well, because you've already got a system that doesn't really work with regards to sexual assault. You already get sort of told all these stats about, well, you can come forward, but the conviction rate is so low. The chance of it going to court is so low. 
what's the point? And this is another layer on top of that that's actually like, well, you definitely had sex with this person. You agreed to have sex with them. Where's your proof that you didn't say, yeah, sure, take it off. Let's let's enjoy this bareback. Sorry, that's a horrible mm. expression. I wish I just hadn't said it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's it's just such an act of disrespect, isn't it? And I think some, you know, some men have said they just do it because they like the the feeling is better. But what I think is, I mean, that's horrible in itself. But what's more worrying is men that do it because they like that feeling of power of like, I've taken something from you that you didn't ask me to do, that you didn't say yes to, that I've got that level of control, you know? Yeah, I think for a lot of men and I, you know, I've actually sort of done a bit of delving into the very dark side of the internet, which is a very grim place, never go there. But it it turns out I found, you know, a few men who admitted to doing this and were saying that they just get such a rush from it, from trying to do it without their partner realising. And then, and then, oh, it's awful, it's awful. They would say that, one guy said that when a woman would say, oh, because in the, in the case it was a woman, of course it's not always, she said, oh, did you just take the condom off? And he said... He said that he would always just play the card of, oh, I thought you realised that. I thought it was all right. And, they, and he would act like feign innocence. And then I think for a lot of women, they don't know how to react. I have a friend who um, was a victim of stealthing and she she was, she was didn't really realise what was happening because, you know, it's not something that we, you know, consider up there with rape or you know anything on that level um so she sort of went alone went along with it and it, it in some ways it's a bit like when you're sexually assaulted in some way and you just don't know how to react because you're not really sure what's just happened to you hmm. i think what's um when you are talking about it and saying stealthing i think the name of it is really a bit misleading as well I know we have to call it something but actually I think the leader of that study was a bit like mm, about saying stealthing because she said it trivialized it because actually it does make it sound just mm. a bit like oh it's just a bit sneaky a bit covert like oh I went and stealthed there last night and if you didn't know what it meant you'd be like ah oh, he did some stealthing nice yeah. but actually what it is is something totally abhorrent and disgusting and so I don't know if we need to maybe come up with a new name for it that reflects its you know true nature yeah it's really dark and it is technically illegal in the uk as well even though i don't think anyone's ever been convicted of it here it's only that one case in switzerland and there was a girl who wrote about it and she was saying when she was in the uk and she was she never took it to court because the police dissuaded her from doing so because they said you know it's so unlikely that you'll be successful you know, save yourself the trauma of going, of reliving that experience. And they said to her, apparently they, they kept asking her, are you sure that he did, that he removed it? Are you sure? Are you aware that you could ruin this man's life? <gasps> While she was waiting for her HIV tests to come back, not knowing whether she'd contracted something. It's just horrific. And that would make you, if you were that woman, it would make you question what had happened. Totally. You'd be like, oh, well, did it actually happen? And when it's your word against someone else's, then there's only two people involved. Mm. And it's just, 
It's so grim. It's, as well, they were saying online that it's all these people who have this idea of male supremacy and they think it's their right to spread their seed and they don't care about the consequences and about, you know, potentially spreading STIs or the risk of getting someone pregnant. I mean, you like to imagine that, obviously, that this isn't going to happen with someone in a committed relationship because, obviously, if the woman gets pregnant, then you can't exactly just disappear off the face of the earth. But... Either way, it's messed up. Yeah. Yeah, it's very dark. We could move on to a lighter note. Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) So, it is cuffing season. It's not cuffing season yet. It's actually pre-cuffing season. Pre-cuffing. Yes, it's pre-game. All right. So, we're we're just getting ready to cuff. Yes, so cuffing season officially begins on the 1st of November. Oh, so we have a while. We have a while. So, we're currently in the pre-cuffing phase, whereby it is imperative that you scout for potential people with whom to cuff. Ah, right. This sounds incredibly dirty. (laughs) I'm really sorry. What What is cuffing? So, it was coined by the Urban Dictionary in 2011, and it basically is a term to describe people who would typically be promiscuous, who look for relationships, come the winter season. And many people have said that it starts on the 1st of November to tie in with the launch of the Starbucks pumpkin spice latte. Well, I'm going to interject and say that is launching on September 7th this year, so it's nearly time. Okay, earlier than expected. (laughs) And then it ends on Valentine's Day. Right. So this is the idea that come winter, people who are single suddenly feel they want a partner. They want someone to snuggle up with. Is that right? Essentially, someone to basically have sex on demand with to stop you having to go outside into the cold and look for a partner. I mean, understandable, because who wants to go anywhere when it's cold? In these modern times with Netflix, I mean, why would you want to go outside? Quite. But when you say it ends on Valentine's Day, that sounds quite brutal. Do you mean it literally, you finish with the person because they've done their job and spring's approaching? Essentially, I think people would like to be single for Valentine's Day so that they are ready to ditch their winter cuff fling. Have a moment of singledom and get ready for the summer cuffing season, perhaps. Yes, because I would argue that there is a summer cuffing season. I feel like come summer, end of May perhaps, suddenly there are couples everywhere. They seem to come out of hiding. Maybe actually they've just been hibernating, I'm not sure. But I'm pretty sure that there are two cuffing seasons, actually. Because people want someone in summer to, you know, go on cute picnics with and go to rooftop bars and I don't know what couples do because I'm not in one, but <laughs> I hear this is what they do. <laughs> cute stuff. <laughs> um, lie, lie in parks together, reading companionably. That sounds lovely, that sounds to be honest. sounds terribly Jane Austen of you. Mm. <laughs> I am very Jane Austen. <laughs> so if we're in pre-cuffing season now, essentially we need to be sort of scouting. Scouting for yeah. a cuffling. Yeah, and that's why actually I was reading there's a huge importance placed on your Halloween costume for potential cuffers. Right. Because it is the eve of cuffing season. So that's why you get so many, you know, saucy outfits on Halloween parties. Is it? Mm, that's exactly why. I feel like a bit of a dinosaur, but 
the problem for me is I've tried to, I, back when I was single, I think I had this idea in my head of like, just pick up a, a summer boyfriend or a winter boyfriend. Mm. And because it sounds so casual and liberated. But then actually, you meet some guy, either you don't like them, in which case, who wants to spend all winter with them? Or you really do like them, and then you like them too much, and then you don't really want to break up with them on Valentine's Day. I, I think it's kind of binary for me. I think, actually, it's probably wiser to break up with them after Valentine's Day because, okay, Valentine's Day is a questionable holiday. However, surely, you know, it makes more sense to have a cute V-Day, get some chocks or whatevs, and then, then break up with them after. A bit brutal, but or arguably more brutal to break up with them on Valentine's Day. However, I am going to float the idea that, actually, it's very fun to be single around Christmas I personally rather enjoy it. You know, you're flitting between Christmas parties. The alcohol is flowing. Oh, who's that under the mistletoe? Oh, what am I doing here too? Then you're single and free to do as you please. There are a lot of parties at Christmas. That is true. It's a very good time to be single. Right? Yeah. In fact, it's it's like the best time to meet someone, mm. I would say. And then you could meet them just before Christmas. Someone who isn't cuffing, presumably. Well, they've missed the pre-cuffing season. Yeah. Just right. like you did. <laughs> yeah, maybe come November, you know, if you're like, OMG, it's now cuffing season and I didn't pre-cuff. Now I have no options because everyone who's single pre-cuffed and it's now cuffing and you're just left. But then you just hang out at the mistletoe. and Or maybe you get people who did the cuffing, but then come Christmas decided, no, this is the wrong cuffling for me. Break up, even though you probably weren't official, because let's be real, no one gets official for like months. Then you're single again for Christmas. But does that recuff? I don't know. Well, you, yeah. I mean, you've got to be careful about that because also come 24th of December, everyone's off with their families. So, I mean, let's be talking about December. Mm. That's really when you want to be single. 1st of December. That's when all the Christmas parties happen. Come 24th of December, everyone's with their families hiding away. You've got no chance. Mm. That's true. You can't meet anyone. No. However, they do say that the period from like December 1st to February 14th, you can't break up with anyone because it's pretty brutal to do it around Christmas time, isn't it? That's mean. You can't do it at New Year. You can't do it in January because, I mean, January's depressing, isn't it? That's pretty mean. When when can you do it? I don't Never. Know. You have to stay <laughs> with them for the rest of your life. There's always going to be another holiday, Rachel. You're right. Or a birthday. Speaking of the holiday, though, you know, in the holiday, how cute is that when they're all getting together at Christmas time and New Year? That will make you want to cuff that film. Or Love Actually. That's the perfect cuffing film, isn't it? That's basically a whole season of cuffing. Mm. It is. It's, you're right. Every Richard Curtis film is a cuffing season chick flick. I think the answer is, is if you're struggling to snare your, you know, cuffling of choice, invite them over, put on the Love Actually, get the mulled wine flowing. How can they resist? Oh my God, I've been a victim of this. This is this has happened to me. Yes. Oh my god. Wow. It works. Mulled wine works, guys. I mean, don't don't like drug your intended person. That would be bad. But sometimes, if you're in the Christmas spirit and the mulled wine is flowing, things happen. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> On that note, 
I think this is the end of a very delightful chat, ladies. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Please do subscribe, rate us very highly, and tune in again next week. See you then. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.